Welcome to Gateway Community Church, Webster, Texas. We're so glad you found us, and we hope this message helps you discover more about God and His unique plan for your life. I love that commercial. Didn't Walmart get it right? What they did is they left out all the tears and the tantrums and the bickering and the rebellion, and that's just on the part of the moms. So I just think they did an excellent job of making us look forward to this day when really Mother's Day, isn't it, a day of extreme highs and lows because motherhood is an experience of extreme highs and lows. Your mother was probably an experience for you of extreme highs and lows. We all know people who wish they were mothers and they're not. People who just spent their last mother with their mother who may have passed away this year. People who struggle with infertility or have lost a child or have trouble with the children they have and wish for so much more for them. Or have trouble with their mothers and wish for so much more from a mother. On the other hand, is there anything to compare with the experience? I don't care if you're living it or watching it on TV of seeing a new life come into the world. It is so awe-inspiring that many people without faith suddenly find they have faith. They believe in a God and they're thanking Him when they see that new wiggly, squirmy life. And then it begins, the tears, the tantrums, the bickering, the rebellion, right? But also the hugs and hopefully some successes. And whether you're a mother or not, you are influencing someone. I will tell you, my children are now 25 and 16, so I'm in a completely different stage of life than I used to be. But this morning, three little girls ran up to me and gave me hugs, and I thought, but I can mother you too, and I'm grateful that you'll let me. And each of you is doing the same to the people around you. So welcome to our Mother's Day observance. I hope each and every one of you feel it's relevant to you. But we are going to also hear from two people. I have, I have witnessed their mothering. I have witnessed them nurture, encourage, teach, and challenge many people around them. But I also have witnessed them with their children and one with her grandchildren. And they are worth hearing from today. The first one is Ashley Parrish. She is a coach in our women's ministry, a good friend, and I will not say more because she will tell you about herself and you will love it. Thank you, Ashley. Thank you. What an honor and privilege it is to stand before you this morning on Mother's Day. I would like to take a minute to introduce myself. My name is Ashley Parrish, and I'm married to an incredible man named Brett Parrish, and together we have seven children. Oftentimes when I meet people, they will make comments such as, you're a super mom, or you're the perfect mom. But those are, those are well-meant compliments, and I appreciate them, but it doesn't bring God the glory that he deserves. Let me explain. I didn't have a relationship with my own mother growing up. I was actually raised by my grandparents from the time I was three. Another thing that you might not know about me is that I was once married before, only to find myself as a single mom a few short years later. I look back at my past with fondness, because through it all, there was never a time that God wasn't faithful to me. 
Brett and I met, soon to become the best of friends, and before long, he asked for my hand in marriage. I'm still honored to be his bride. Two sets of twins later, that's right, I said two sets, here we are today. I want you to know that I can relate to those of you that are single mamas, those of you who didn't have a mother growing up, those of you who have a bunch of little ones right now, or or those of you who have many children right now, I can relate to you and I understand. I also want to speak to those of you who don't have any children at all, because I want you to know that the word mother or mothering is a verb, it's an action word. So even if you don't have children that live underneath your roof, that you are mothering and it's a, it's a huge responsibility um, and it's a great joy. So don't underestimate yourself, even if you don't have your own children. Mothering is a verb. No matter where you are today, I want you to know that when we give God the broken pieces of our lives, all the hurts, all the failures mixed with our heart's desire and our complete trust in Jesus, that he will piece those together as the most beautiful mosaic testimony of his work in us. 2 Corinthians 9, 12, 9. My grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly about my weaknesses so that Christ's power may rest on me. This is my life verse, and I want you to know that I come to you today not as a supermom, but as a mother fully devoted to Jesus Christ, and that is my desire, that you would see him in me. Years ago, when I had my first child, a tiny little six-pound daughter, I held her in my arms and I prayed a very simple prayer. It sounded something like this, God, what an honor it is to be her mother. You've entrusted me with this precious gift. I will do my best to give her back to you, to live a life worthy of this high calling of motherhood. But Lord, I need your help. I don't know what I'm doing. I can follow instructions, Lord, and I am willing. God, teach me. God has been faithful to me every day. If you're willing to pray a simple prayer just like that, just like the one I did, giving it all to him and asking for his wisdom, I know he will be just as faithful to you. God is faithful. I want to spend some time today with you in one of my favorite verses found in Deuteronomy chapter 6, verses 5 through 7. Love the Lord with all your heart and all your soul and all your strength. These commandments that I give to you today are to be on your hearts. Impress them on your children. Talk about them when you sit at home and when you walk along the road, when you lie down and when you get up. I believe motherhood is our mission field. I believe that we are to be conduits of Jesus Christ in the lives of our children. We are the most tangible examples of Jesus in our children's lives. But we cannot give what we do not have. It must start with us first. We are the examples for our children. Our words, our actions, and our habits matter. And I would like to give you some practical ways to live this out. Pray. I want to encourage you to strengthen your prayer life with God. I wake up extra early before any of my little ones' feet ever hit the floor so that I can get my mind right and I can spend some time with Jesus. And I found that when I spend time with him first, I'm able to take on whatever may come my way that day. 
Study. Study God's word for yourself alone in quiet time and personal study time as well as group time. God promises that his word doesn't return void. Allow God to grow you as you seek him. If you're not familiar, we have an incredible women's ministry here at Gateway for all you mothers. I started attending 10 years ago, and I cannot tell you the tremendous impact it has had on my life as a woman of God and as a mother as well. Please come check it out and let us walk along with you through this journey. Read. I've put together a list of books I recommend, and you'll find it in your bulletin. Those are all books that I have read and I've gained such wisdom from, and I apply those things to my life as well. Fellowship. Surround yourself with mothers you see Jesus in. God has been so faithful to me in my walk as a mother to place some of the most extraordinary women in my life as real-life role models. When I first became a mother 10 years ago, I knew what I didn't want to be, but it was so hard to figure out what a God-honoring woman, mother, looked like living her life day in and day out. Find some mothers that are a few steps ahead of you in this journey that can pass down their wisdom, but be respectful of their time and value their mentorship. How do we teach these things to our children? How do we impress them on our children, just like the scripture said? Mothers, we need to teach our children scripture. And how do we do that? Index cards and candy. That's how we do it. This is how I teach my children scripture. I'll write down a scripture on an index card. Matthew 7, 24 is one I have here. And then I'll write the scripture on the back. And I'm learning as they're learning. And we learn together. And I'll, I'll say it to them. And then they'll listen. And I'll say it again. And they'll listen. Then I'll say it. And they'll repeat me as we go along. Then throughout the day, I'll say Matthew 7, 24 and see if they can repeat it yet. And if they can, I'll just tell it to them. And have them repeat me back. Once they can memorize the scripture completely, they get an M&M. M&M, memorize and meditate, taste and see that the Lord is good. How sweet and fond of a memories that we are creating as we study scripture together. I want you to watch this quick video of my children. Galatians 5.13, you, my brothers, are set to be free, but do not use your freedom to indulge in sinful nature. Rather, serve one another in love. Galatians 5.13. Galatians 5.13. Serve. Ephesians 6.1. Jesus sets rights. Obey. Obey mommy and daddy. This is the Lord's blessing. Six months. Awesome. Galatians 12. 5, 13. John 8, 12. Jesus is the light of the world. John 8, 12. John 1, 29. John 1, 29. He's the Lamb of God. He takes away the sin of the world. John 1, 29. Awesome. You will be surprised how quickly they can memorize so much scripture, and you'll be learning it right along with them. The next thing we need to teach our children is obedience. Along with teaching our children scripture, it's critical that we teach our children obedience. True heart-led obedience, not simply just outward behavior. Obedience is spurred out of love. Ephesians 6.1 says, Children are to obey mama and daddy. This is what the Lord wants. 
If you can walk in the parish household, you are being taught the commands of mama and daddy. Our youngest simply obey out of pure joy when they do what we have asked them to do. They obey just to see the joy on mama and daddy's faces. As our children grow older, we make sure to clearly express to them the importance of obeying. We will say to them, it is so important that you learn to obey mama and daddy now because our desire for you is that as you grow older, you'll learn to obey the Lord's voice. This is our desire for you. We teach our children that there are four parts to obedience. Right away, all the way, with a joyful heart, and without complaining. As your children grow older, full obedience requires meeting all four of these. The different parts of obedience will help in character training as your children grow older. Lastly, we need to teach our children to pray. As they begin to talk, we can teach them how to pray. When our littles are young, they'll start adding on the amen at our dinnertime prayer. It's the sweetest sound to hear a little one go, amen. (laughs) As they grow older, they'll be able to recite a very structured prayer. And as they get older, then they'll learn to understand that praying is simply a conversation that we have with the Lord. Teaching them how to pray is just as important as anything else that we teach our children to do. What a blessing to have our children growing up knowing that they can take whatever is on their hearts to the creator of the world. He will hear them because he cares about them. Mamas, teach your babies to pray. I was at a homeschool convention once listening to a mom speak, and she said, pretend your home is a daycare, and at the end of the day, God is going to come pick up his children, and they are going to tell him everything you said and did that day. If this is convicting in any ways, Mama, we have some work to do. The Lord has given us these precious souls, and it is critical that we take this responsibility with great joy and discernment. I hope I've given you some encouragement today as well as practical ways that you can live out Deuteronomy 6, 5 through 7. And just as a reminder, we have printed out this scripture on this pretty cardstock, and it is available for all of you ladies on your way out today. Thank you. Look, it's, it's frameable. You don't even have to order it from Etsy and print it out. We're just giving it to you free without the frame. But you can get the frame half price at Hobby Lobby every day, right? <laughs> That's where I was yesterday. Can you believe it? Doesn't that make you want to start over? And if you haven't started yet, talk to Ashley before you get started. And I'm hoping it's never too late to do some good and add in some good. I was at Ashley's house the other day getting ready for this message, and I've been there before, and it's always the same. It was not an anomaly. You know, she, she'll say, well, I only have four today, or I only have five today. Well, she only had five that day, right? Four, four, five, and, and two were in school. I can't even add, so I really have some mothering work to do. And so I walked up to her door and she opened the door she was ready for me and she looked pretty and I walked in and we visited and it was so calm and quiet and she cocked her head said I thought I heard something I didn't hear anything and then she went back and we talked a little more and then about 20 or 30 minutes later she cocked her head again 
And here came a little silent figure on the steps. And it was Wyatt. And he's four? Five. He's five. And he stood there sleepy-eyed with his tow-headed, blonde hair self. And she said, did you wake up, bud? And this peace just pervaded their home the whole time. He said, yeah. And he came over and he laid on her and gave her a big hug. And then he was kind of hanging around us and making it a little harder to talk. And she said, as if it was the biggest treat in the world for him, she said, why don't you go finish your homework? And he said, okay. (laughs) And he walked into the kitchen and disappeared. And I thought, I'm in the twilight zone. (laughs) And I want to live here with you. You know, there's that perfect balance There's in, in our own hearts and minds of not being discouraged by the things we do wrong, but continually being challenged to do better, to be more godly in our influence with others and as a parent. So it's good to always have role models to look to who are following Scripture, who are diligently in God's Word, to be friends with them, to learn from them, to do what Ashley does, read a lot, read your Bible a lot. You know, Ashley said she didn't have a relationship with her mother, and it just amazes me what an amazing mother she is. I know she was raised by wonderful grandparents, but I also think, often to myself, I think Ashley has allowed God to parent her. None of us can take the place of that. But she has allowed him to parent her so that she can be the parent that she really wants to be for her children. That's what I always think when I see her. She's not perfect, and she'll tell you that, but I haven't yet seen one of those moments. But if I do, I'll let you know. (laughs) We're going to hear from Lynn Davis now, who has been a dear friend and mentor in the faith ever since we came to Gateway 13 years ago. And I have watched her do the same for others. And I have seen her, um, I'd like to say I'm her daughter's age, Kelly's age. I just feel like I am. And uh, Kelly's actually a little older than I am. Just kidding. And she has four beautiful girls that I get to see here at Gateway. And I see Lynn being a grandmother to them. And I can see what a wonderful mother she's been to her children. And um, she is going to come talk to you about how she's the perfect mother. Lynn Davis. I'm just kidding. Thank you. We're going to have a picture of my beautiful family today because it is Mother's Day. And so I wrote you a Mother's Day card that I want to read to you this morning. Nothing makes me happier than to introduce you to my beautiful family. They are the love and joy of my life. They were here, all here together for Christmas. And all of our five children, three of which are by birth and two by marriage, my husband and I, and also my sister and brother-in-law. All, I had always anticipated being a mother all my life that I can remember, but I never could have imagined what an incredible gift it has been. My family all knows that one of my favorite pastimes is quilting. I was so excited when we started a prayer quilt ministry here at church. It is so much fun to get together each week with others who are passionate about quilting and prayer. To date, we have given away more than 2,800 quilts 
to hurting people who need God's special touch. Thank you. Quilts remind me of motherhood, beautiful but imperfect. I'm amused by an old story that quilters sometimes put a mistake in each quilt, a square of a different color or a patch that's turned the wrong way. They do it to remind them that only God is perfect. It was called a humility square. Believe me, I have made plenty of mistakes in quilting and mothering. We all have a heavenly father who is perfect. He knows who we are, what we need, and has all the resources to meet our every need. We do not have a heavenly mother. There is no perfect mother. Somehow that thought came as a relief to me. I have seen so many women who carry around a load of guilt because they're not perfect mothers. We are given this precious gift from God and we fail at mothering them time after time. It's not because we don't love them enough. We just can't love them perfectly as God does. Deuteronomy 32 verses 3 and 4 say, I will proclaim the name of the Lord. How glorious is our God. He is the rock. His work is perfect. Everything he does is just and fair. He is a faithful God who does no wrong. How just and upright he is. Some have tried to deify Mary, the mother of Jesus, but she was not perfect either. She just had a perfect son. She was an amazing young woman chosen by God to be the mother of Jesus that only she could be. But she was 100% human, and as such, she was not perfect. You remember in the Gospel of Luke in chapter 2 when Jesus was 12 years old, she and Joseph took him to Jerusalem on their annual trip to, to, uh, for the Passover feast. When they started home with the huge crowd that they had come with, Mary assumed that he was with them. But by that evening, they found that he was not. They had lost their son. I can imagine the panic as they went back to Jerusalem to look for him. Luke tells us it was three days before they finally found him. Being a mother, I can feel how frantic Mary must have been. When she finally found him, she said, Don't you know I was worried sick about you? Or words to that effect. Jesus replied, you should have known I would be in my father's house. I can know very well how she felt because there were times when my children got lost from me. I can remember the lump in my throat and the panic that continually increased until they were found. One time we were at our farm looking forward to a time of peace and quiet. But that weekend, our son, who was 11 at the time, brought a friend along with him. The boys got up early in the morning, long before the rest of us, and went off exploring. When they weren't back by lunch, we started to look for them. We walked the fence line around our property. We drove up and down all the little roads around and couldn't find them anywhere. Finally, we drove five miles to the nearest town to get help. 
a citizens group was called and they assembled at our, at our farm and took off in every direction to look for the boys. Later that afternoon, with their help, the boys were found. But talk about feeling like a negligent mother. You can only imagine how much I was dreading having to call the other boy's mother and let her know I had lost her son. You can also imagine the praise and thanks I was giving my perfect father in heaven who knew exactly where they were and provided for their safe return. I bet many of you mothers are remembering such experiences of your own right now. But whether you have lost a child, lost your temper, lost your patience, or lost hope, we are all imperfect mothers. Do I have a picture of mom and dad? I don't know whether they can. I wanted to show you a picture of my mother. I wanted to show you what a nearly perfect mother looks like. Phil thought I should tell you, however, that she was not a perfect mother-in-law. She often, <laughs> she often gloated when she and I beat Phil and dad when we played bridge against them. But I am thankful that my mother learned of God's love and saving grace. When she and daddy were married, they had several miscarriages before my older sister was born. During that difficult time, mother expressed that she had many dreams and great ideas for motherhood that would go to waste if she could not have a child. God knew mother felt that way, and finally, my older sister was born. Going to church was not an option in our family. It was a given. My mother was a remarkable woman. She was always finding ways to champion the underdog in our small town and to create opportunities for her children that were not available there. And she did it very quietly behind the scenes just because it needed to be done. I'm so glad my parents modeled regular church attendance for me I found the benefits of being in a Christian community who knew us well, cared about us, and watched us grow. To me, there is nothing I could do on Sunday that would compare to being in this community of believers, worshiping our Savior together, and learning more from Him. I get excited as soon as we turn into the par parking lot, anticipating who I will see here. There are so many remarkable people here, like my mother, who are facing hard times, yet living victoriously by faith in Jesus. I love being here with you in this place, and I hope you know who you are. We want it known that on Sundays, we will be in God's house. An extension of our church involvement is support of Starfish Kenya. My husband and I have been privileged to take eight trips to visit House of Hope School for underprivileged children, which our church supports there. On our visit this March, we went to the National Preserve in the shadow of Mount Kilimanjaro. We saw gazelle families and lions up close in their natural habitat. It was amazing. That is why when I read this article recently, it caught my attention. I read that gazelle's mothers teach their young to run fast 
so they will not be eaten by a lion. I learned that the lion mother teaches her cub to run fast so she can eat a gazelle. <laughs> the point was, whoever you are, you need to learn to run. It reminded me of 1 Corinthians 9.24. Remember that in the race, everyone runs, but only one person gets the prize, either the gazelle or the lion. You also must run in such a way that you will win. As mothers, we must accept Jesus' grace and forgiveness for our imperfect mothering. Then we will be able to offer that same grace and forgiveness to our children. Mothers win by running toward Jesus and training our children to do the same. Hebrews 12, 1 and 2 says, Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses to this life of faith, let us strip off every weight that slows us down, especially the sin that so easily hinders our progress, and let us run with endurance the race that God has set before us. We do this by keeping our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith. Jesus modeled perfect faith for us as he trusted his Father every step of his life all the way to the cross. He stayed in constant communication with his Father. His constant goal was to do his Father's will. Praise him for his perfection and have a perfectly wonderful Mother's Day. Or a perfectly imperfect Mother's Day. I mean, no fancy brunch or glittery card can make up for all the chauffeuring, the cooking, what, the counseling that mothers do. But we can look to our maker for the things that we feel that we're missing. And we may feel we're missing a lot. I feel like I'm a quilt with a whole bunch of humility squares in me. I love that story, the upside down square. And I think somehow God put a whole bunch of extras in me bunch of those upside-down squares, but I'm thankful for His grace. If you're ever doubting yourself, remember this film that we're about to watch may encourage you. I'm a perfectionist, and so that's hard with kids. There's definitely days when I have my doubts about my abilities. I struggle with my temper. I struggle with like how I react with situations. I wish I knew how to, I guess, just calm myself before speaking to them. I wish I was better at taking time to sit down and just listen more to my child. I wish I was more confident in being a mom. I'm not the most patient person in the world. Patience. Patience is far and away probably the biggest struggle. I just want them to know just how much I love them.
My mom is totally awesome. She's fun to snuggle with. Pretty funny. She does cook a lot of food for me. She's just unique. That's why I love her so much. We go on dates together. Like, we go shopping. She loves me a lot. I have a lot of favorite things about my mom. We like to watch movies together and color and stuff. We go to church together, we volunteer together. She is like my heart, I guess you could say, because she's that close to me. My favorite thing is to jump on a trampoline with my mom. That's my most favorite thing to go up high. We like get ice cream or something and like you go to the nail salon and have fun. <laughs> my mommy's my hero. She's pretty and beautiful. She is my hero. She just will care about me and just always love me forever. She's the best. <laughs> That's so awesome. <laughs> I always seem to focus mostly on the negative, and I guess I can walk out here and say that I'm doing something great and that my child is viewing me in totally different lenses as I view myself. So that's, that's inspiring. This is my calling. This is my job. This is what I love to do and I will do it better and with love each and every day because those kids count on me and they love me for what I'm doing. hired to do a job in this world. We're called to a mission field. Mothers, fathers, called to the mission field of the children put in our path. But we will fail them many times, and it will break our hearts. My daughter gave me a bracelet that I wore today, and it comes from the most recent Cinderella movie, and it says, have courage and be kind. I used to be nice. I tell my children. <laughs> if you would just do what I say, everything would go so well. Now that they are 16 and 25, we are starting to be friends again. We were friends when they were little bitty, except maybe in the middle of the night sometimes. And now that they're getting older, I think I have permission to be friends again with them, which is the joy of my heart. I am often discouraged, though. I think back on my failures. I think back on the things I wish I had done better or that I was doing better right now. But I will be encouraged. I will have courage and try to be kind and not the mean mommy. When you feel that you have failed in any area of your life, I hope that you will remember the way these children see their mother. What you are giving in earnestness of heart from your heart that loves God will not be wasted. God will use it however imperfectly it is sown, however imperfect the seed. Charm is deceptive and beauty is fleeting, says Proverbs 31. Proverbs 31, verse 30. 
Many times, we, even as mothers who should know better, are chasing after charm or beauty. But the verse continues to say, a woman who fears the Lord is to be praised. And fear in this context means awe, reverence. If we fear and revere our maker, our children and those around us will be able to see that. And they will receive it. And you can be encouraged and challenged to move forward in your walk and in your witness. I pray that for all of us today. Let's stand as we close. And let's pray together. If you would like to, if this is not too touchy-feely, but it is Mother's Day, you can hold the hand of the person next to you even if you don't know them and they won't hold it against you because I asked you to do it. But we are a family of faith. Whether we do it literally or figuratively, we are always holding hands with each other, receiving encouragement from each other's walk in faith, and receiving challenge from each other as we go out into the mission fields of our lives. So let's pray together, together. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for this body of Christ, this family that you give us. We ask for your encouragement for your wisdom, for your grace, and that you would challenge us to walk more closely with you day by day. Bless our children. May they grow strong in you above all. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. To learn more about us, visit www.gateway-community.org. Welcome to your journey.